You're listening to the Freckle Forum. I'm Paula. And I'm Dri. And we're two BFF cousins who have a lot to say. Hey guys. Hey guys, welcome back. Dri's back. I'm back. I'm so excited to be back. How was your week? It was good. I was very tiring, uh, but... It was good. How was yours? (laughs) It was good. It was Thanksgiving week, so we just had, like, small Thanksgiving dinner. And then yesterday, we we took Clara and Lila, because I always want to do those stereotypical, like, mall Santa photos. Yeah. So I thought, why not? They'll both hate it. (laughs) So (laughs) Absolutely. So we went, and they actually were fine. Like, Uh Clara was a little uneasy at first, but... They both find, like, the photo came out so funny, though, because Lila's face was, like, so concerned and worried. Like, she was very unsure about Santa. (laughs) But it was really fun. And then afterwards, we did the Polar Express trainway, which I highly recommend. If you're in the New Jersey area, even New York, like, definitely do it. It was so fun. It was so cute. They gave, like, hot chocolate and cookies, and Santa came around and gave, like, little presents to everyone, mm-hmm. and they danced and sang. It was super, super fun. I would definitely do it again. That sounds amazing. I feel like it's that kind of activity that you can't go without kids. Yeah. Because it'll just be weird. For sure. I was definitely saying, like, <laughs> if you can bring a kid with you, yeah. it would look less creepy. But, <laughs> but I think it's, it's, like, it sounds really, really fun. It was fun. And the mall Santa thing, I... Um, I saw the picture that you posted, yeah. and it gave me, like, flashbacks of the picture that I had with the mall Santa uh, when I was a kid, and I remember <laughs> that picture very specifically because every family member would always talk about it because apparently, like, after I took the picture, yeah. like, I kept complaining how, like, bad Santa's mouth smelled. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, he has, like, like horrible, I, I can't think of the word, like, bad breath. You know, like, yeah, because I said it in Portuguese at the time. So I'm trying to translate what I said. Yeah. But I like apparently like I complained for hours on end how wow. he had like really bad breath and like the scenery and like the Santa looks like very similar because <laughs> I'm going to get that picture and show it to you. But it came out absolutely so cute. I loved it. I loved your yeah. little outfits. It was amazing. It was really fun. Um, I don't know if we'll make it like a yearly thing, but yeah. I, I wanted I just wanted to do it at least one time. So, for today's episode, before we get into the meat of it, we're going to start it off with one of our favorites, <laughs> Am I the Asshole? I'm excited. <laughs> I, I do not know what's coming yet. Okay. Am I the Asshole? I bought my ex-wife a new car and helped her with some bills, and now my wife is mad. So my Confusing. Ex- <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> My ex-wife was a stay-at-home mom during our 16-year marriage. And since we got married very young, she has very little job experience. And right now she's in her 40s. She works at a diner as a waitress. She no longer receives alimony from me because she remarried. So automatically stopped the payments, which were originally for a lifetime due to the fact that she was in her mid-30s with no education or job experience. Well, now that they divorced, she's had to get a job since, unlike with me, she didn't get hardly any spousal support from her last husband. The thing is, she doesn't make enough to really do much of anything. I have a lot of disposable income, 
and she has no disposable income. She fell way behind on bills and reached out to me as a last resort. So I asked my wife, thinking she'd say okay. She didn't. (laughs) And almost immediately after, my ex and her car were involved in an accident. She had a hospital bill which totaled $77,000. I paid that expense along with buying her a new car and gave her some money to which totaled $77,000 until she gets back up on her feet. My wife was pissed when she found out. She claims my ex needs to fend for herself, but my ex is only in this position because she had to drop out to take care of our baby and ended up staying home. When we split, she didn't have the credentials to make a living wage. I had quite literally no choice. I told her it would be cruel to watch the woman who enabled me to get to where I am today to suffer. She lost it, and now she won't talk to me. Am I the asshole? Absolutely not. Really? Yeah. Absolutely not. I think, you know, it's important that he communicates to his new wife, you know, why he's doing the things that he's doing. Mm -hmm. But I think the way he put it is exactly right, you know. Um, She provided him a service during those 16 years, which she had to, one way or another, be you know, mm-hmm. like compensated for, you know, and I understand she lost her alimony by getting remarried. So yes, he does. He has no, uh, obligation yeah. to, to provide for her. But when you see someone that you cared about or that you've cared about for mm-hmm. a long time down and you have the financial means, like he's not taking food out of his wife's mouth yeah. to give to his ex, you know? Like, yeah. they're not going to have to take out a second mortgage because of this money. Right. Like, he said it his, himself, he has a lot of disposable income. Yeah. So I don't see why not, you know? Like, if you I see... I did not expect that response for you. Really? I thought you'd be like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I would <laughs> if it was sort of a situation where... I, I think it's the way that he painted it, right? Yeah. Maybe if he was more resentful and he used different wording because I was not there to see the situation, mm-hmm. I would just have to take him at his word. But the way that he said it, he seemed very grateful for, the, like, you know, how supportive she yeah, was. Yeah, her sacrifice. And how she helped him get to where he is. Like, her being able to step up and, mm-hmm. you know, be the the woman of the house. He was able to pursue his career, you know, if yeah. she had continued in school or whatever she was doing, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be in the situation, maybe, possibly, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um. So the fact that he understands that it was because of her sacrifice that he has that money to begin with, right? and it's because of her sacrifice that she doesn't have that money to mm-hmm. begin with, then, um, then, yeah, like, in some ways, I feel like that money is just as much hers as it is his. Yeah. And, um, but I do understand the wife as well, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. I get her, um... Like, her, why would she be pissed, too? Exactly. Like, why do you still have... Why do you... What do you think? My initial reaction, I was like, yeah, she should try to kind of fend for herself. Uh-huh. But like you said, the way he painted the picture, like, they were married for 16 years, so that's a long time. Um, he, she, you know, sacrificed a, a livelihood, financial livelihood, to help yeah. him um, be- get better in his career. So I get it, but I also get why she would be pissed. Yeah. But I don't think I'd be pissed to that point where I'm like, you know, like cut her off or anything like that. Yeah. Like help her however she needs to be helped. But like, I feel like there should also be a limit to that too. Yeah. Like she can't come crying to you every single time she needs help. Like yeah. She's, she does at the end of the day need to be able to fend for herself. 
Yeah. But also, like, you know, if for whatever reason, you know, that current marriage doesn't work out, I'm sure she would like to have received the same grace that, you know, he's giving to his now ex. Exactly. So. I, I think that's exactly it. And I think, um, I just think that, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. Um, but I feel like what he has to do is just be, like, more open with his current wife and just let her, let her know, like, hey, yeah. this isn't coming from a place of, like, I want to get back together with her. Yeah. It's coming from a place, like, this is my child's mother. Like, exactly. she's struggling. As long as he's making her feel secure exactly. in the relationship, like. Exactly. I don't see why not. It's like, especially like, because sometimes like people who aren't extremely wealthy, like I'm not saying that they are, but the way he made it seem, yeah. made it seem like he is. Yeah, 77000 yeah, a lot of like, money. Just like, oh. Here. Yeah, here. Let me, let me just take care of this bill for you. Right. $77,000. <laughs> Some, sometimes like people who aren't extremely wealthy, like we aren't extremely wealthy. Yeah. Um, when we like see things of the extremely wealthy, like we, like it seems sort of, you know, whoa to us Mm -hmm. but it's like for someone who maybe makes has a net worth of like a million or millions of dollars Mm -hmm. get taking a seventy-seven thousand bill like a 70 like taking on a seventy-seven thousand dollar bill is like you know you paying sixty dollars for yeah for for dinner for you know maybe your ex who's going hungry you know like you're like hey take sixty dollars buy yourself some groceries like is it a significant amount of money? Like, yes, sixty dollars is, a, is like yeah. a good chunk of money, right? But it's—is it gonna make you poor? Like, is it what's gonna yeah. bring you to your knees, like financially? <laughs> no, like you'll be fine. You'll recover. Exactly. And depending on how wealthy he is, like that could be the same situation for yeah. him. You know, like. Well, it seems like money is not really the issue. Exactly. It's really like the principle, like she's just not happy with him helping out or being in contact with his ex-wife. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree, but I think. Um, if he like communicates, like you said, make her, makes her feel like included in the decisions, mm-hmm. and um, I definitely think that he should take on some kind of like you know initiative to help her more long term. You know, maybe get her into like like a career. Yeah. Like maybe get her like some kind of certification yeah. to get her like a, a better paying career. job. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like that would be appropriate. Sort of, you know, not just giving her like a chunk of money and be like, hey, yeah do what you got to do, but, like, helping her. Yeah, that's true, too. That would be better for her in the long yeah. run. Um, so he's not the asshole. He's not the asshole. We agree. I agree. He is All not right. the asshole in this one. <laughs> You're going to have to get over it, ma'am. <laughs> so today's episode, I really wanted to go over some red flags in relationships and just talk about, like, our experiences with them, maybe not even personally, because I've had a lot of relationships, but Paula hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe she's experienced some, maybe she hasn't. But, like, just, you know, we've seen in other people or, like, in concepts mm-hmm. and how we've dealt with it and how we think it should be dealt with. You know, just, like, sort of vaguely talk about red uh, red flags in relationships and how to avoid them and see them coming from a mile away. Okay, sounds good. So we looked up this article from verywellmind.com. 10 red flags in relationships. So we thought we'd go over them and kind of discuss what we think about them. So starting at number one, alcoholism and drug addiction. That's a pretty big (laughs) red flag in or out of relationship, (laughs) but mainly in a relationship. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like that's very (laughs) open and close, you know? Yeah. I mean, I... 
sort of have a personal experience with the um, alcoholism aspect and I have witnessed what it's like and the toll it takes on a person's relationship and it's not pretty yeah so it takes a very strong relationship to be able to like get through that and overcome that together yeah I've never I've never personally dealt with uh, alcoholism or drug addiction um you know, in any of my relationships or any relationship that I've that I've seen uh, up close, but um, but I know you know the tolls of addiction and how they could yeah. just you know completely mess someone's life up. And mm-hmm. I think not that you know people who suffer from alcoholism and drug addiction you know have shouldn't be loved, but right. but I think you know you have to sort of analyze the situation beforehand, see if you're willing to take on you know that kind of toll of you know helping that person get help and make sure that person wants to be helped and really think about it you know and how hard it actually is to deal with before you step into it because i mean i feel like no one's gonna really go into relationship like oh by the way i'm addicted to crack and i i'm an alcoholic you know (laughs) like you just kind of slowly learn for it for yourself i feel like at that point you're just in too deep into relationship yeah and you know that's where it kind of starts getting chaotic and starts blowing up no, yeah, and I completely get that, but I think, you know, I think that there's some small signs, especially, like, of drug abuse before, yeah, for sure. before like, you get into the relationship, and if you find out, like, during the relationship, I think it's very, very important that, like, you sort of, like, create an ultimatum, or it's, like, not, like, get either stop drugs, <laughs> or, like, you know, not, like, something crazy like that, but, like, yeah. get help, or I leave, and actually leave. Like, yeah. don't just say it. Actually leave because um, if they don't want to be helped, you are going to go down with them. Exactly. And it, it's like, I don't think you should be fighting that fight by yourself. Yeah, no, that's an endless battle. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a big red flag, guys. That's a big one. Second big red flag, violent displays towards you, loved ones, strangers, and even animals is a serious Red flag. And I totally agree with that. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Right. Absolutely. I, I mean, there's just like no arguing that. Absolutely. If he has an assault charge, run. I know. Run. As opposed like as opposed to like any other kind of red flag. This is like the biggest one where I'm like, you know, don't don't seek help. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just leave. leave. Just, just leave. leave. Especially like, yeah. No. Yeah. Thankfully, God willing, I have never personally experienced any of that. Yeah. Um, I've heard stories and like distant family relatives mm-hmm. um, of them experiencing that. And it's like it's really sad to hear. You know, yeah. sometimes they feel like they have no escape. They have nowhere to yeah. turn and they just stay. Yeah. So it's a really sad um, situation. Same. I haven't gone through anything like that personally. I've heard of things like, you know, from like, I've heard from a friend who heard from a friend who heard from a friend yeah. of some possible like stuff, you know, in my personal life, like in my family and stuff, but like nothing that's been confirmed. And um, I think, you know, people just sometimes stay in these situations for lack of yeah. knowledge. But I think that it's very important because. Anything out there is better than what you're going. It's that, true. Than and what's this happening. is kind of scary because, like, it just 
it seems it seems like it just kind of creeps up on you yeah like these people turn like they start off being like these really charming you know protective like oh he likes jealous you know Mm -hmm. like that means he cares about me type of situation which eventually evolves into like something scary and physical yeah I mean, I hope jealousy is on the, on the list. And if it's not, we'll talk about it, like, at the end. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. You know, that's, that's, it's horrible. And it especially, like, if if you see any violence towards animal in the beginning. Because oh, hell no. I feel like that's the first one that they'll show. Because yeah. it's, like, it's sort of more accepted, you know? Like, yeah. um, it's not, like, you know, if if you beat a kid, like, if you just randomly <laughs> punch a kid in the face, it's, yeah. like, Eh, you know, yeah. but like some people will overlook like you kicking a cat, you know, out of yeah. nowhere, some, sh- you know, and that's I'm like, no, flag. that's, that's very, that's like, weird. Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. Exactly. <laughs> Don't kick cats, people. Um, number three, mismatched relationship goals. So it says here that if your relationship goals are at odds, this could be a sign that it's time to walk away. While it's less of a red flag in the sense it's a personal issue to work on, it is a red flag for the future of a relationship, which makes sense. Yeah. So that one is more nuanced than the other ones, which are like blatant, you know, like. Yeah. But it's, it's actually this was this is actually the the it was a detriment to my last relationship. It was literally what ended it. You know, it was yeah. just we had different goals yeah. and like we were very compatible in every other way. We just, like, he literally wanted something. I wanted something else. And it was not sustainable anymore because I did, like, it sucks. Like, you sort of, it's sort of like you're rowing in one direction and they're just dead weight, like, Mm -hmm. you know. And although you want them to be there with you, like, if they're not going to pitch in, it's like, it's, like, I'm sorry, you know, you just have yeah. to get off my fucking boat. Like, yeah, and that's a hard thing to kind of, like, accept, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like. Absolutely. Because you think, like, oh, they'll change, you know, if mm-hmm. they love me or whatever. But if that's, like, just how the person is, like. It's it's so hard because, like, it's so hard to end a relationship when there's mutual respect and still, like, love and care, like, care about each other. Yeah. Um, it's because it's like, okay, why are we breaking up again? Right. It, everything else seems to be like so unimportant next to those things, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Other things are truly important. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, like it's, and it seems, um, it seems trivial, you know, like, oh, he'll get on board or she'll get on board at some point. Like my plan is not like, oh, I want to, you know build a tech empire like my plan is like let's build it like you know let's build like you know something like strong but some people just don't want to build people just want to stay where they're at yeah and it's like it's like you think that it's very um very common knowledge that everyone just wants to you know have a good future have something set up and some people just like don't care and it's like you can't make people care exactly so that's a big thing too it's very big oh here's the one that you were you wanted to talk about Persistent jealousy and distrust. So the red flag of a very insecure partner looks like attentiveness at the start of a relationship, but there's an underlying control problem underneath it all. So I want to hear your thoughts on it because I have a lot to say about that. Okay, well, I do agree. Like, persistent jealousy and distrust, like, I I have no experience with that. Like, mm-hmm. thankfully, I'm in a very, like, trusting relationship. Um 
but I like from my experience I can see how that can flare up yeah and I can see how it can also snowball into something bigger Mm -hmm. because it's like a little emotion like it's just like a little voice in your head saying like oh I wonder what he's doing like oh I wonder if he really is at work oh I Mm -hmm. wonder if he's really with his friends yeah which eventually just starts like taking over your control before you know it you're looking through his room his phone his all this so yeah for sure that's a big red flag absolutely and the thing with like persistent jealousy and distrust is that um it like completely destroys the relationship Mm -hmm. and it really makes everyone in the relationship a slave to the relationship Mm -hmm. because um you know they're just constantly like badgering you about, you know, their insecurities Mm -hmm. and you feel like you have no freedom. You feel like it feels, um, it feels like sort of claustrophobic. And I, I personally dealt with uh, one of my partners being persistently jealous and distressful. Mm -hmm. And I've had friends that dealt with like similar situation and, like, once I got out of that relationship, it was such a big, like, lesson for me. Like, yeah. because the guy that I was with that, you know, displayed the, these things, he was so loving towards me, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know, I will give you anything and everything you want, yeah. even beyond reason. You know, like, I love you so much. Like, mm-hmm. it was like sort of this very, like, unconditional, yeah. all evolving, all consuming love. Yeah, almost. like. And, like, especially, like, if you're younger and you're, you're yeah. insecure, like, that could really seem like a sweet gig to yeah, you. Yeah, it seems like a fairy tale. Exactly. It really does. It seems like a fairy tale. But, you know, there are limits. There are boundaries in relationships. Mm-hmm. And nothing that is that seems too good yeah. ever is. You know, yeah. like, and at, in the end, it was scary, you know, like, to be sort of obsessed like some have someone to be obsessed with you and like sort of know your every move, know your every move. And it was scary. It was completely scary. I remember at the time I was working at this bakery and there was this guy that used to go there and like, truthfully, like he was flirting with me, but I was like, so like, I don't care about any, cause like I was truly happy in my relationship because he like I said, he was so caring and mm-hmm. so loving that I really didn't care that he was jealous because I really wasn't up to anything. Yeah. Until like his jealousy got so bad that he started like accusing me mm-hmm. of just doing things right that I wasn't doing. Yeah. And it was like affecting me because like it's so horrible to be like you're lying, you know, like yeah. you were talking to this person and you're like I'm not, you yeah. know, like I'm like I'm here, you know, yeah. like with you, I'm not doing anything. So, like, I was working at this bakery at the time, and, like, this guy would come in, and he would just sit there for hours, like, looking at me and, um, like, flirting with me or whatever, and he, uh, and he would be like, oh, like, you're hooking up with him. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then he harassed me about it for so, mu- for so long that I actually did end up hooking up with him <laughs> because I couldn't take it anymore. And, like, I couldn't. I was like, oh, my God, just leave me alone. Let me just do it so I can admit to it. Exactly. And, leave me alone. <laughs> and it was great. So <laughs> no, no regrets here. Um, but if you, if someone is, like, consistently asking you where you are and, like, like you go out with friends and they're like, they want to call you like that's weird that's That's not normal that's not love 
please leave. Like, it's not going to get better. It's not. And they may seem like, oh, I only do it because I care about you. I don't want to lose you. That's not love. That's not normal. He's fucking weird. Leave. Yeah. Very. And that's usually, like, a gateway to one of the other red flags you mentioned, which is, like, violent displays. Exactly. That's predatory behavior, guys. It is. Um, Next one, history of infidelity. I mean, that goes without saying. Like, it really does. Um, again, I have heard stories <laughs> and people have stayed together because of it. And, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But, yeah, that's a big red flag. So, to me, like, that's a red flag and it isn't because mm-hmm. I think a person is not their actions like i've cheated on multiple of my boyfriends (laughs) (laughs) and i wouldn't say like that i'm prone to cheating you know like i was in like in a four-year relationship but and i've never had the urge to cheat i've never cheated um but the thing is is that um like you sort of have to like know like if someone is dating someone and they're hitting you up and they're wanting to hook up with you, mm-hmm. they're going to cheat on you too. Yeah. You know, like you have to sort of understand the confines of like what happened, like that previous example that I showed you, like that I, that what I, was, I was just talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah, I cheated on him because he was like pestering the life out of me. Yeah. And like at that point, like I wanted to end the relationship because um, he was annoying as fuck, you know, right. like, <laughs> um, and like every time I would try to, he'd be like, no, I'll be better, blah, 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 blah. Like, and it never got better. Right. So like, it really depends on sort of the situation. And I know that that kind of sucks, right? Because you're like, you don't want to forgive people who do bad things and yeah. cheating is like bad. But I don't think like a history of infidelity, infidelity is like necessarily bad. I think it's like, it depends on what it it's is. It's like context. Do yeah. these people like current, like consistently have three or four partners? Like, are they yeah. doing it maliciously? Like, are they really fucking with them? Because, like, I've had so many relationships where I had no intent of cheating that mm-hmm. I really I was just really happy and I was really content. Yeah. And um, I had relationships where I did cheat because I wasn't happy and, like, I wanted to get out of it. And yeah. sometimes I was just, like, sometimes I tried. Sometimes I was too lazy to. Um, and, yeah. And I think... <laughs> but I think it's definitely something to be considered. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what it says. It says... Like you said, some people are more comfortable with dating someone who has a history than um, someone who doesn't. So it says some people may not be bothered by this, but if you are, then recognize this factor will affect your ability to trust your partner completely. Yeah. So that makes sense. Like if you know their history, it was like a one time thing and you're okay with that, then, you know, move forward. If they have like a history, like, they have their little black book of all these phone <laughs> numbers, then you know exactly. maybe it's worth second thinking about. Exactly. It. Okay. Uh, next one is a controlling nature, which kind of goes hand in hand with it: jealousy and distrust. Yeah. But um, it says a partner who is controlling in any way likely has deep personal issues they must work on. Rethink your relationship if your partner tries to control who you see, who you talk to, where you go, how you spend your money, what you do online, what your body looks like, what you eat, or even what you wear. No. Yeah. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. It's so sad that some people are trapped in relationships like that. Yeah, absolutely. That is scary. That is very scary. That is very scary. And I feel like it's it's different. Um, I feel like it gets confused a lot in terms of like, a controlling nature and like a type a person right like mm-hmm. if you 
get married or you're in a relationship with a type A person and they're like controlling, quote unquote, like, yeah. you know, sort of like nagging you to do things. I feel like that's different. Like you, you knew what you were getting yourself right. into. But if this person is like telling you who you can or cannot hang out with, yeah. like they're trying to actually manipulate your life yeah. and how it goes, then I think, yeah, you definitely have to like, you know, reconsider, reconsider, like sort of hash it out, sort of create boundaries because that can easily become all consuming Yeah, and no relationship should be all consuming. You need that. You definitely need balance. You need friends. You need things outside of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to stories of crazy exes. Talking about old flames is common, especially when you're first dating someone new. But pay attention to the language your partner uses when discussing those they've dated in the past. This sort of perspective deflects any responsibility and demonstrates a lack of respect for the people they once cared for and loved. Which I think, yeah, I've, I would say that's a big, a pretty big red flag. Like, you shouldn't have to, if you're bashing every single person that you've dated, you're the common denominator. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. You're the, you're not picking the right people. Absolutely. And I think, like I said, I think it's like they said it. I think it's so important to, you know, sort of like put out there, you know, you could talk about your exes or not. Like that's up to you guys and your boundaries. But I feel like if it's, if it's always like, oh, they were a bitch. They were this. Yeah, they, they were, were horrible. They, yeah. They, like. Are you not going to take any responsibility for right. the downfall Why? of any made her crazy? Exactly. Like, I mean, obviously there's always, well, not always, but there's normally a person that, you know, causes the end of the relationship, but it's a relationship is two people. Mm-hmm. So you can't really create the downfall of a relationship by yourself. Right. Um, so I think it's very important that you take responsibility for your part in the downfall of it. And that shows self-reflection, that shows maturity, that shows yeah. that like, Hey, you know, like, like if you fucked up, just say yeah, you fucked up. Exactly. Like, and own up to it. I think it's so important. Like, obviously, I've had a lot of uh, relationships and some of them like I did a lot of wrong things and that's mm-hmm. what led to the end of it. And some of them, it was them. So some of them was very mutual. It depends on what happened. And, you know, like I truly care and love, love all my ex-boyfriends, but um, it just didn't work out and it was nothing like. Well, one of them was crazy, but it was just one, I swear. Um, but I think it's really important to respect people who, you know, were mm-hmm. such a big part of your lives for yeah. however. Um, Makes sense. Next one is having no friends. So if your partner struggles to make and maintain relationships, then that can indicate you will also struggle to connect with them. I agree. Like, if you have no friends... And like, especially at the age that we are at now, like that's a, that's a pretty big red flag. Yeah. Like, unless you move to like a whole new town where you know no one, fine. Yeah. But other than that, there's no excuse. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I don't think it's for the reason that they said, like, oh, if you can't, like, if they can't connect with friends, they're probably not going to be able to connect with you. I don't think that's the reason. I think it's because... If they have no friends, it's because there's something going on. Yeah. Like, they're fucking weird. Like, <laughs> that's true. Like, the people around them have seen him, them do some shit that's, yeah. like, questionable. <laughs> so, um, that's why. Like, yeah. You have it's to understand. struggling to connect. Yeah, exactly. People. I think it's because yeah. he's a psycho. Yeah, exactly. Like, people, everyone needs friends. Like, 
if you don't have like friends, like you have to do some self-reflection. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to have like a small crowd behind you, you know, like right. just, you know, there's always like that one person you grew up with, yeah. you go to school with, you exactly. go to work with, like there has to like none. Not, that's a problem. That's a problem. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with you. Uh, moving on to they give you all their time. So this red flag can sometimes tie into the last one. When a partner doesn't have other relationships, hobbies, or goals, that's a recipe for an unhealthy and unfulfilling relationship. And that's annoying. Like, yeah. no one wants someone needy and yeah. clingy, like, yeah. just wanting to be with you all the time. Yeah. Like, all right, I need space. Like, exactly. take a breather. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, that's like one of my biggest sins, right? Because when I get into a relationship... It's not that I want to spend all of my time with them, but I feel like it's so safe for me to just be like, um, like I want to spend time with you because like talking to other people, it's like, it's a little bit of work, right? Like it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is how my week's been. And it's like, maybe they want to touch on like an, like a topic that you don't really want to talk about. Yeah. But if the person's always there, they sort of know. And like, you don't have to like sort of catch up to them. There isn't sort of that unpleasant, like, Hey, how you been? Yeah. How was your week? You know, so it's like, it's, it's, it takes out of a lot of that annoying part of like human interaction, for, at least for me personally. So, um, so I, like I do that very, I've done that so, so many times where it's like, I yeah. should have like isolate my friends and I hate people who do that. And I'm one of those people. Like I hate people that get into well, relationships. Well, at least you're like self-aware. I am. You know? I'm super self-aware. <laughs> Um, and I torture myself with that, but like, I've been much better about it. And like, I, I'm trying to like grow past that. So like moving forward in future relationships, like I want to make sure that like, I purposefully don't do that. I know, you but know? you couldn't have been doing any, like everything totally wrong because you've still been able to at least maintain those relationships. Yeah, you know? those absolutely. But I think it's because <laughs> my friends know me and like, I'm already like the kind of person who's like, if I want to go one year without talking to you and you don't like that, like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you got to understand that sometimes I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a year, you right. know, sometimes <laughs> I'm going to need a, a decade, but like, I, I just need it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where you just got to trust me. You just got to <laughs> trust me there. Okay. That I'm going to be there. So I feel like that's the reason why I was able to maintain my friendships because I sort of thrive on low effort friendships like yeah like i will love you forever and if you need me i will be there but don't need me and give you my time right you know? <laughs> yeah i think there's a difference between that and then like just totally like ghosting your friends because you're in a relationship yeah like you you can never hang out with them even that one time a year you know yeah, like exactly it's just always something i think yeah, that's yeah. different um and the last one on this list is a lack of emotional intimacy so emotional intimacy is challenging for some, but it should always be the goal. A partner who shows no interest in opening up and bonding is a death knell for a relationship. I mean, if that's not like, if you're not opening up to the person in your relationship, like you're not in a relationship. Yeah, like how did you even get here? <laughs> yeah. Why are you even going through this list? Like, <laughs> like where are you guys at right now? Yeah, like, if you're not getting to know each other and opening up, like... That's not a relationship. I'm like, sorry. Are you sure like that you guys are dating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that only in your mind? Like, I'm not gaslighting you or anything, but yeah. 
I mean, I feel like that's very, very. I mean, I know there are some people that are like, you know, they're more closed off with their emotions. They don't like to share too much about their personal life. They have a big wall up. It takes a lot for them to like trust someone. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But um, I don't know if they mean that. Because, I mean, I, I feel like that's something you tear down, like, before you get into yeah, a relationship. Yeah, like, during your friendship. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I feel like once you're in a relationship, you at least got, like, some of it. Like, right. how, how are you going <laughs> to, like, how are you going to get in a relationship without an emotional connection? At all, And yeah. how are you going to emotionally connect if they won't connect? Like, exactly. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, in your opinion, obviously there's no right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. What is, the, like, the biggest one for you? I mean... I mean, violence, I feel like that goes without. I feel like the drugs, alcohol, violence, it, yeah. it goes without saying. I would say like the other ones, right? Because the other yeah. ones are more like. More. Yeah. I guess subtle, I yeah. guess. Um, I would say the big one is the. Probably like the controlling slash jealousy distrust. Like, yeah. Like no relationship can. No healthy relationship can move forward with any of those things in it. Like absolutely, trust is like a mirror. Like once you break it, you can't put it back together or something yeah, like yeah. that. So definitely, like those are one of the like the big like one of the main things that I feel like would is a deal breaker. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say the same thing. Um, the only like absolute like a hundred percent. I think that would be my number one. The other one that's really big for me that's not on there is like essentially like if he's a racist and or a misogynist and i know that like goes without saying yeah right? it's sort of like the violence one like, yeah <laughs> and the kicking cats but um but it's just because like racism and misogyny can be so veiled you know mm-hmm. yeah i get that so it's like I, like that kind of stuff really puts me off mm-hmm. and it's like you're just a bad person you're <laughs> yeah. a bad person i want nothing to do with you um, so I, I feel like that is really important to me. And I feel like it's one of the first things I look out for. It's like yeah. this kind of like sort of very dated rhetoric that's very, very, very vile and sometimes looked at as, as attractive because if a guy's like, oh, yeah, I want to take care of you. They're like, oh, you know, a gentleman. Right. Like, no, <laughs> a misogynist. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that's always the case. Like some men, you know like want to have a partner that's willing to stay home with their kids but are like human about it you know like like hey this is what i'm realistically looking for but you know Mm -hmm. we can talk about it is that something that you want you're open to yeah exactly exactly um is there um a red flag that you would overlook i would say the um history of infidelity oh yeah you mentioned yeah you'd be acceptable that depending on yeah what the history is what about you um probably um yeah that's like i feel like the more acceptable ones because i'm looking at like no friends i'm like no like you're just weird that's that's very weird to me um Stories of crazy exes, maybe if he had like one ex, you yeah. know, like <laughs> if she was truly yeah. psycho, possibly, you know, I'm willing to like yeah. overlook that. But if you've had like 10 relationships and they all just so happen to be, to be crazy. Yeah. You know, you're going to be the next crazy one. Right. That's you know, problem. he's going to send you to a mental institution. <laughs> like that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and before we go, actually, I wanted to ask Paula, like what's 
a green flag for you. Like the biggest green flag for oh, you. Oh, green flag. Like what? Um, like obviously you're married. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you were not, like what would be the first thing you look for? You know, like what would be the first thing or or something that he could say or do that'd be like, okay, well this is the, going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, I would say. Like, I'm thinking about Gilbert and, like, the qualities that I really love about him and mm. what got me, like, you know, to be in love with him. Yeah. And it's just, like, patience is one because I'm not patient at all. Yeah. And I definitely need someone to, like, counteract that. Yeah, absolutely. So patience, um, like, really good, solid communication, which I'm also horrible <laughs> at. So, so far, I'm starting to be, like, a really <laughs> shitty partner. <laughs> But someone who is, like, willing, obviously, like, where the patience comes into play, like, be able to, like, talk to me even when I'm, like, pissed off and being, like, hot-headed. Um, and also just, like, really, like, like selfless, like, really thoughtful, mm -hmm. you know, like, sometimes, you know, you know, when you say something, like, in passing, and sometimes they'll, like, do it for you without you even thinking yeah. about it, like, those things are so sweet, and they yeah. get me every time. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. What about you? I, I think I would say, um, I think I would say, like, the, the thoughtful thing, that, that, that's what I, where I was going to, is, like, someone who is very, like, you know, connected, and, like, really wants to, you know, sort of act on, you know, just not like on things that I'm asking him to do, just being like, yeah, seeing my needs just going and, out of yeah, their way. and like be like, hey, I can do that and doing that. Yeah. And then I would also say like a good communicator because I personally pride myself in being a good, good communicator yeah. and being like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This mm -hmm. is, and like, I hate, hate, hate people that shut down yeah. and don't talk about it because it's like, I feel like it's so counterproductive. And it's like, all right, well, that's me. <laughs> it really is. That's one of her toxic traits. It really uh, is. But I don't really care about it as much in a friend because, like, I'm like, all right, you're in your house, I'm in my house. Like, you take a breather and then come back to me when you're normal. Yeah. But when you're in a relationship, you're yeah. locked. You're locked in the confines of your home. You know, after a certain point, and I want someone that can just be like, hey, dude, you're being an asshole. Cut it off. And I'm like, yeah, you're more direct. That exactly. Way. And I can be that way too. And they're like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, and move on. Mm -hmm. Not someone who's gonna be like. And that's, like, the thing that I guess I was trying to say is, like, someone who's, like, more open and reflective, right? They're not, yeah. like, they can, like, look outside themselves and sort of analyze the situation, mm -hmm. be thoughtful, and just, you know, that's, I guess, what I'm looking for. So that wraps up this episode, guys. Let us know what are some deal breakers before getting into a relationship, and what are some that you're like, eh. See you next. Wait, next week starts Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a holiday-themed month. Woohoo! So get I'm so ready, excited. guys. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more content, please follow us on our Instagram at The Freckle Forum.